0: let's open our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the 18th verse 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the 18th verse 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the 18th
1: verse rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus amen in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ
0: Jesus concerning you hallelujah amen blessed be the name of the Lord hallelujah one more scripture Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 Verses uh, 26
1: and 27. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the minds of the Spirit... Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Amen. I want
0: to title this word, Are You the Anointed One? Amen. Look at two people and say, Are You the Anointed One? Amen. Praise God. In everything, give thanks to God, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen which means thanksgiving and the will of God is connected to each other amen hallelujah amen hallelujah the thanksgiving and the will of God is so connected to each other amen that's why it is put it into God's word through the Holy Spirit by Apostle Paul he says thanksgiving is the will of God amen because it is so interconnected to each other that Paul is, goes on to say, Thanksgiving is the will of God. Now when you read Romans 8, 26-27, it says, Holy Spirit is also related to the will of God. The Bible says, when you do not know what ought to be prayed, the Holy Spirit makes groans and intercessions and He prays according to God's will. Which says, that Thanksgiving Will of God, Holy Spirit, they're all interconnected. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What does it mean? Thankful people keep the Lord interested in their lives. Amen. What does it mean by thanksgiving and the will of God is interrelated? Thanksgiving makes Jesus interested in your lives. That's what will of God is all about. When you are a thanker, when you are the one who thanks, hallelujah, thank the Lord, it keeps Jesus always interested in your lives. And when he's interested in your lives, he releases unique experiences and anointings over your life. Oh, come on church. Praise God. Thanksgiving, will of God, anointing all related when you are a thanker it keeps you connected to what to the will of god it makes you interested jesus interested in your life amen and when he's interested in your lives he gives you unique experiences of the holy spirit unique anointings unique power will be experienced over your life amen praise the lord hallelujah there are different born agains now bible doesn't say but there are people who are little interested in god there are people who are only interested coming to sundays there are people who are interested only for uh, some need to be met they come to church amen bible doesn't say so but the real ones are the ones who are interested in god's will Amen. They are thanksgiving. Everything what they receive from God, everything what they have, it is the, it, it's the breathing force behind their Christian walk. Because Bible says, give thanks to God in all times. Amen. When was the last time you thanked the Lord in a difficult situation? Amen. Hallelujah so today i want to ask are you that anointed one praise the lord hallelujah we know from the scripture in luke 17 that there were 10 people who jesus healed and there was one who was a samaritan who came and gave glory to god he thanked the lord and there is a question jesus asks where are the nine it is quite interesting though he asked where are the nine he did not go behind the nine because Jesus is only interested ah, to the one who thanks him he asked a question where are the nine but he does not go behind them thank me thank me thank me hey I missed one thank from you thanks from you I, I deserve it so he didn't he didn't go oh Praise God. Where, where, where is that one Samaritan? Oh, he's in Barista. Let, let me go. Oh, oh, he's in Coffee Day. Uh, let me go. Uh, he is in Catholic Club. Uh, let me go. My thanks. He didn't say that. He asked them, where are the nine? But he went behind. Uh, praise the Lord. To the one who gave glory to him. Praise the Lord. And he gave a unique experience for him. He came. To Jesus for his healing but Jesus gave him a wholeness experience in other words Jesus gave him things that he did not ask that's an anointing have you seen that kind of anointing I've seen that I am receiving things i have not asked from the Lord praise the Lord Solomon asked for wisdom he said, because you asked for wisdom and not for money or power, I will give you what you did not ask. There's an anointing. When you are a man whose heart has a thanksgiving, he said, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you have made a king over your nation, that you have given me the privilege to proceed or, or, or to be the next one after David. So I'm asking for your wisdom to lead your people. But then God said, I will give you something you did not ask. It's, God. it's an experience. Thanksgiving, will of God, unique anointings, experiences, all related. How many of you want to be a thankful church? A thankful house? A thankful family? How many of you want thankful children? The Bible says in the last days, people will be unthankful. Quite amazing. Where does the devil hit the church on the last days? Two Timothy three. When you read a lot of list, you know one of the first things he says: people will be unthankful. Why there are so many divisions in the Indian churches? When I was traveling across, I went to New Zealand. I was in, you know, I was asking and inquiring about the churches in Auckland. I said, lot of disunited churches in Indian and especially where indians and south africans are proceeding over a lot of complex and lot of lot of disunities i asking the lord i was telling my pastor yesterday i said i don't know why so much of disunity in those churches and he said yeah they're unthankful they don't know the spiritual genealogies they're not thankful for the people who have blessed them they're trying to break something rather than build unthankful Where are you the one Jesus will find you today are you that Samaritan who Jesus can find today he's the Lord do you want to be the one who always think about the cares of the world or do you want the one in mark chapter 4 says he received the word in the good heart he received he welcomed and he brought forth 30, 60, 100 fold. Praise the Lord. He guarded the word of God in his heart to see a harvest over his life. Praise the Lord. Are you the one who are going to see a harvest this year? If you are a thanker, are you the one who wants to see the will of God manifested in your life? you are a thanker, it's connected. God is interested in you. He will give you that anointing. To see, hallelujah, unique experiences manifested in your life. Are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? I am the one. I don't know about you. I am the one. I'm going to see a harvest. I'm already seeing it. I'm going to see it again. I'm going to see it over this church. I'm going to see it over your lives. Our divine supernatural harvest. I'm going to see it over the city. Are you praise the Lord amen the Bible says in Colossians 3 16 receive the word with how Thanksgiving receive the word how do you receive it Colossians 3 16 let's read it it's always good to read the Bible especially on a Friday
1: let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Singing with to God in gratitude,
0: singing to God with thanksgiving, one of the versions says, gratitude of thanksgiving in your heart have you noticed some people say oh i'm not able to remember the word why because you're not received with thanksgiving we can remember everything else we can remember the movie scenes we can remember movies that we've seen 10 years back we can remember somebody's hurt 10 years back but can't memorize and receive a scripture why because no thanksgiving Hallelujah. The Bible says ten spice, choked the word. The Bible says in, you know, Mark chapter 4, the cares of the world chokes the word. Ten spice were so bothered about the cares of giants that the word of the Lord was choked, the Bible says. The word of the Lord was choked and made it unfruitful. Are you like the ten spies who the word of the lord was choked or are you like joshua and Caleb who received the word with thanksgiving and inspired a generation like david to be a giant killer praise the lord see when you receive the word with thanksgiving see how the harvest goes praise the lord how the harvest goes to the next generation david could look at uh, joshua and Caleb and say hey there were giant killers hallelujah in our generations amen i could be the next giant killer hallelujah i I mean there are giants whether it might be diseases and battles that is over you and you think it is you know too much for you to handle but there are people like david who says hey there are giants that's why when you receive the word with thanksgiving When you receive word from people who have laid their hands on the sick and they're saying you can be healed because there are people who have laid their hands on sick people and see them healed. There are people who have cast out the demons and say you can cast out and if you receive that word with thanksgiving you also will be able to do it. That faith is imparted to you. Hallelujah. Mary. Sat at Jesus' feet, received the word with thanksgiving. It brought forth worship and exposed a Judas. That is a special anointing. See, when a Mary, a thanker, so connected with the will of God, Jesus was so interested. Judas was exposed through Mary's life. That's a special anointing. Amen. Real worship. Hallelujah! People who have thankful heart, people who have the word of God and receive with thanksgiving, and and there, there's a unique anointing when they worship principalities and the authorities that nobody could find will be exposed. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord, and it has to leave. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Jesus suddenly understood the person whom the Bible says a friend who was. I trusted has lifted up its heel against me. The prophet which prophesied, Hallelujah! The one who will take his rise his heel against me, Hallelujah! Is this one? Because there's one woman who received. There's an anointing upon her life. I, I, there are people in this church who they Hallelujah! When the anointing shows upon them, there are there are know, black sheep and Judases that are exposed in the church and they leave. It's this unique anointing. Because she was in the will of God, thankfulness, will of God, anointings, so interesting, so interesting, to have a thankful heart. Have have you noticed? If we are we are touched. Hallelujah. May now we have got seven months to finish this year. Can you make a decision? a 21 day decision next 21 days i'm going to be a thankful person i'm going to make it into a habit praise the lord and i'm going to go hallelujah praise god live it hallelujah and see these anointings manifest unique experiences manifest in my life this is a word that I battle forth in my spirit from the time that i came into city this morning i was battling in my spirit till evening i was battling as so dry inside of me. The Lord slowly ignited this word. Hallelujah. Are you the one who, like Peter, chose to give his boat to Jesus? See, Peter said, when Jesus started speaking, he said, I want your boat. Peter said, take it. In his distress he was receiving with a thankful heart. One word of encouragement out of nothing when he was hallelujah thrown up and down by the enemy. Nothing to be, no results. Staying single alone here is saying Lord take my boat. Take my boat. I receive your word. When he was telling, take my boat, he was also saying, take my painful memories. Take everything that this boat brought into my life. All that it brought into my life was painful memories, guilt, shame. Take it all. Take it all. And at your word, I will put down the net again. How many of you are like that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord inspiring to come out of your past and says it's okay but put your net again this evening before you leave. A unique experience. Praise the Lord because He received the word. A unique experience. Put your net again. Hallelujah. We listen to these words but have you ever tried? Have you ever went to a place that you were defeated and you were celebrated there? Have you ever been into a hallelujah, praise God, a marriage that you are put down and suddenly you're seeing results there, a job that you are put down. It, it's an experience, it's a unique experience when you connect yourself to the will of God. I'm telling you this word because in the last five months, I've seen every place I was challenged for the last three years. God without forgetting has made a restoration hallelujah uplifted me vindicated me at least three times every place i was belittled hallelujah so you can experience this an anointing
1: it's an anointing
0: when you come with a should you choose to have a thankful heart Now, into the context of the scripture, it's spoken, written to Thessalonican church. There were people with a thankful heart. When you read uh, Revelation chapter 1, I mean Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, the Bible says they received the word which Paul gave. That word received means they welcomed the word. They had a welcoming nature. Isn't it amazing? People in Thessalonica had a welcoming nature. Jesus Himself said, in Luke chapter eight and ten, when you enter into a house, if they welcome you, heal them. If they you don't welcome they are not welcoming you. Put, shake your feet for, take the I mean, shake the dust off and just move out. So welcoming was important for Jesus. Also, the same Jesus is here. And you need to have welcoming nature in our church, in our hearts. Hallelujah. The spirit of God can only work as much as you welcome Him. If you welcome Him on a Friday evening, here is He. Pastor is saying, "Oh, the ministry is saying from Saturday morning to Friday evenings." If you welcome it and come here, you receive it. You grumble and come here. You don't receive it. Praise God. I can only do things as I'm moved by the Spirit. Amen. Just imagine, tomorrow I'm going to say, we have only meetings at midnight. I'm well capable of it. The Spirit of God is with me. One Thessalonians once nine says, Hallelujah. They had a welcoming heart. There are there are look, let's look at the qualities of Thessalonica church. Look at one Thessalonica, one Thessalonians chapter one and the ninth verse. Look at let's see the
1: qualities. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Amen. How you turned away from idols.
0: When, when Paul preached the word of the living God. They received it. And the, what did they do? They turned from the idolatry. And they chose to serve the living God. So their heart was welcoming. It was difficult for the church there. Because they were so used to the pagan culture. And the paganistic world. And the idol, idolatrous world. It was very difficult for them. To move out from that lifestyle. But the Bible says they receive the word with thanksgiving. And they turn from the idols to serve the living God. What does it mean? It means that we are living in a world not just living with people who have idols in their homes or in their hearts. Some of you say, yes pastor, we have turned from our idols. There is no idols in our house. Some of you say there are no idols like Ezekiel 14 in my heart. My heart belongs to the Lord. But it also means that you are not called to please an idolatrous world. When you say turn away from an idol it's speaking about turn away not to please an idolatrous world. Today we don't have idols. Maybe in our homes or even in our hearts. But are we Willing to publicly take a stand before an idolatrous world for Jesus Christ. It's a decision. We are pleasing and compromising to an idolatrous world. I'm not saying don't love them, don't reach out to them, but don't compromise with them. Don't stop speaking about your relationship with Jesus to them. Don't feel demeaned and belittled because of your living with an idolatrous. Don't do that. We are called to be a light in the darkness. So they had a welcoming heart. Just because it was difficult they did not say oh, I said, don't speak on this this topic. Say that. Heart was open. Number two, 1 2 2:30. What else had they welcoming? What are the second quality?
1: And we also thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Amen. When you receive the word.
0: You did not receive it as the words of men, but as the words of God, which effectually works inside. Amen. They are welcoming ears. Amen. Oh, they did not say, Oh, Pastor Chaco is coming. My cousin Chaco is coming. Don't say that. What is the spirit behind the preaching. They're welcoming ears. They're welcoming ears. Are you? Do you have welcoming ears to God's word? They received it, not as the words of men, words of God. Because of that, God's word is working in their lives. You can see it. You can see it. Not just the outward ears, but the inner attitude in how they received it. That's what it says. Amen. The inner attitude. Go to Psalm 35, 13. I want to teach you something this evening. Psalm 35, 13.
1: Psalm 35. All those who are in the ministry, it's good yep. to learn this small thing. Yet, when they were ill... I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting when my prayers returned to me unanswered. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth.
0: I humbled my soul with fasting. But my prayer returned into my own bosom. In other words, here is, some is saying, when they were in trouble, when they were sick, I prayed, I fasted, I, I, I did everything possible I can to, and I even went to pray for them. But instead of breakthrough, the prayer returned back to me. Wow. Matthew 8, Jesus said, when you enter a house, greet peace. If they receive it, it stays with them. If they don't receive it, it will come back to you. Amen. So what does it mean? They did not have a welcoming attitude, a welcoming ear. We were praying, fasting, tried to pray for them, but there was something wrong inside of them. They were not able to receive that prayer. For example, in the Old Testament, Noah sent it up. The Bible says it didn't get a place to put its footing, to put its feet. So it came back to the ark. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the dove. Noah sent a dove, symbolicized the Holy Spirit ministry. The Holy Spirit could not dwell in a person's life, could not dwell anywhere because it did not get placed, it was not welcomed anywhere. It didn't get a footing, a hold, a control. So it went back to the ark. Praise the Lord. <laughs> He did not receive it with a welcoming heart. A welcoming ear, he was not, he was not, you you felt that prayer is coming back to you. Other day I went to the hospital. I prayed for two people. One was born again, the other wasn't. I was battling in my spirit. the one who is born again. But the one who wasn't born again prayed next day left the hospital and gone. But sometimes Holy Spirit cannot work when stubbornness, sin, error, wrong doctrine, misunderstanding, bitterness, wrong company, generational curse. There is something that is binding you from receiving that prayer in its in its entirety. There is some wrong thought that is staying inside of you, which is stopping you from taking that prayer. I'm not just speaking about people who just randomly go and pray without any preparation. I'm speaking about time. So just, do, do, don't, don't next time, you know, somebody come and pray, nothing happens to you, say something is wrong with you. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when somebody who genuinely loves you, prays for you, fast for you. Come to pray for your need. Hallelujah. More times the Holy Spirit should be manifesting there and bringing a breakthrough. If not, there is something the person who is receiving the prayer has to come before the Lord. Hallelujah. Is how you have? Do you have a receiving ear? Otherwise, coming to church is will be nothing. Every time the word of the Lord is spoken, it is actually releasing you, directing you to the will of God. I'll prove that as I'm going to finish this. Number. Two, quality was a welcoming year. Number three, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and the 10th verse.
1: Please read. Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Face, seeing your
0: face Your attendance. Attendance in a church is good. If you're coming with the right attitude, he's saying every time I see your face, I'm imparting faith into you. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? That's why some people who comes to church also cannot look at your face. They come for other reasons. People who genuinely come there comes for what? to see your face. He says, if I see your face, I can help you not to falter that you, what is lacking in your faith, I can fill you. You cannot be unhappy. The other day somebody was unhappy. I'm not able to connect with the church. In eight years, that guy has come eight times to the church and he's not able to connect it. I said, absurd. You come to eight years, eight times, and say, oh, He was busy playing around with his friends, playing a playboy in the city, and he's not able to connect to the church. I said, absurd, get lost. I don't have time to waste. You need to come in attendance. When parents come and say, Oh, Jaco, I entrust our children to you. You are here in the city. I said, don't. Be a parent and tell them they have to be here on the church on possibly Fridays and Sundays. At least on a Sunday. Meet me. I put the responsibility back to you. If you can't be a parent, don't ask me to be a pastor. You want to connect, you have to be in attendance. You want the breakthrough, you come 90 times with a good attitude. He says, I can see your face. I was glad when they said to me. The Bible says the disciples in Acts chapter 2 gathered every day. The Bible says the younger ruler you know, did not come back to Jesus because he was upset with what Jesus said. So somebody who doesn't come here knowing that there is a lack in me and I need to be filled who thinks that I am everything and even Jesus can't teach me. The Bible says the young person's face fell. He did not come back to Jesus anymore. The cane... The Bible says, don't take the way of Cain. What was the Cain? His countenance fell when God said, Can't you be like Abel? Who said, "I, I am incapable, insufficient in myself, who came through the blood, not through the vegetables, who came through the blood. Can't you be like him? His countenance fell, never came back to Jesus. The one who never comes back to Jesus can never connect to the church. You come here to worship the Lord? You connect to the blessing. You connect to the church. The spirit of God is the connector. Not the pastor, not the church people. The Holy Ghost. The oldest son was upset with the father. Luke 15, 28 says, He was upset with the father. He was going out of the house. Why? He was being always in the house serving the father, enjoying the father for so many years. Now he's suddenly not able to connect. Why? Tapsit. His countenance fell. He doesn't want to show his face to the father. Father has to come and see his face. He said, Hey, you are with me, all that I have is yours. Come on, take this wrong attitude out of you. Have a welcoming heart. Have a welcoming face. Hallelujah. People in the kids were available. People, if you have a need, you need to come to church to be prayed. You need to, more uh, you are in trouble, the more you to be in church. When your husband, hallelujah, is having a problem and the wife is going to the parties and marriages, hallelujah, what kind of faith it is. When your children have a trouble and you're sitting at home where will the breakthrough come? Should pastor come home and give you the breakthrough? How long can I carry you like a lamb? Sheep has feet to come to the church, to the shepherd, the overseer of the souls. Greater your need is, greater you need to be pressed. Where two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus. And that is called the church. The local body. Number four. The fourth
1: quality. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And the fourth verse. That each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. And that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister.
0: Amen. See, don't live like pagans in immorality and licentiousness and flirting and messaging. And having chats with opposite sex and people when your husband and wife is not there. Don't be like pagans who are going to hell. You are the spirit of God. In the olden days, we used to tell a very wise thing, you know, to people, especially traveling abroad. When they're traveling to U.S. or Europe, and they, especially when they get a visa, we say, don't, you know, in the next two three months before you go, don't drive too much and don't get into a petty accident, you know, and 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 and, and get booked. So because you know it will it, it will delay your going. You know, some problem comes, you know, there's a stoppage, there's a blockage that will come, you know, for your for your travel abroad. So so keep yourself drive safe. Because you have the visa. The one who doesn't have the visa can drive however he wants. Hey guys, you got the visa to heaven. Jesus is coming back a second time. Don't live in such a way. Praise the Lord that your life, eternity, hallelujah, and your breakthroughs here, which God has ordained for you, are blocked and delayed. Praise God. Live a life that knowing that one of these days I have a visa. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I need to get out to heaven and I need to have a good report and I live a life that I have a visa to heaven. Praise God. Live a life. Not like the pagans. It's such a sad affair in today's church. There's absolute no modesty when you switch on the Facebook and the and the internet, you don't know which is the born again. I sometimes feel the one who are not born again are the born again. Your body should be brought for what it is, your body is what the temple of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of a holy God is living inside of you. It's not your own. It's bought with a price. Glorify the Lord in your body. Offer your body as a living sacrifice unto God. It's a spiritual act of worship. That body Jesus has brought is to be brought into the house of God to be used as a spiritual vessel that has been serving the living God. That is why God has given you a body to be brought to the house, to be a part of the spiritual house so that your body can be used to offer spiritual sacrifices that glorify the Lord. See, your body, Paul said, Christ is magnified in my body. Your body. Not on a Friday and Sunday brought to church and rest of the days. It goes wherever it wants. Because it's your body then. Bible says it's his body. You want the holy anointing of God to pass through it? You think the anointing and the power of God will pass through an unclean body? Doesn't Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit inside of you is strong. It's so strong; it can make you live your life holy, make your life to live a holy life. It can make you a holy person. And when you are living in holiness, there is a tremendous inward strength. Have you noticed that? When you are, when you when you have that Spirit of God able to overcome temptations, trials, you felt a tremendous. Inner strength of the Holy Spirit to say no. In the same way, when a demonic spirit takes control over one of your life, it is so strong to make you stubborn, to make you stiff neck. If you are up, I've seen people who have, have an unclean spirit, cannot receive the word of God. It's a stubborn spirit. Stubborn spirit. Because the unclean spirit is also strong. Called the strong man. Who have the boldest to say, it is my house. And you say, it's actually bought by the Lord, but look at his strength to tell that this is my house. See the strength that you are giving the demon. To the point that those are the times you say, Am I saved? Am I a child of God? Am I backslide? See, you have given them the charge. That's why the moment you fall down, you said, Lord, I confess, Lord. The Holy Spirit, because it is inside of you, it is the spirit of wrath of righteousness it is a spirit that says hey, you've fallen but you can immediately get up not just to give you sin consciousness but a victorious consciousness through the blood you can immediately get up that's why you confess your sin because confession puts the enemy back confessing your sin saying enemy you don't have any power over what I've done There are people who are speaking against that scripture. It is baseless. It is nonsense. It is not true to the word of the living God. You are accepted even while you are sinned. But it blocks you every time you fall into sin. It blocks you from receiving the best from God. And people who are following that pattern of not confessing are the most stubborn people. Who are living an immortal lifestyle and calling themselves born again. You have to confess. Confession is not about you're becoming more conscious of sin. It's a telling that the spirit of God is a spirit of victory. It's because you're accepted you're confessing. Not for acceptance. It's because you're accepted. And number five, the quality of them. I don't have time to speak so I just say they were welcoming the second coming of the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 16 to 18 they had the nature of welcoming the second coming of the Lord. The way certain people live we think they are not preparing the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number 6 they were welcoming the men of God. They were welcoming the men of God.
1: Go to 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5 and verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard amongst you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Amen. Because of their work's sake.
0: Hold them in high esteem. Those who are one who is laboring among you and taking care of you if you don't open your heart if you don't welcome them i don't know how you will have unique experiences you will never have my brother never have so five things to be thankful five things to be thankful if you want to be the if you want to be that anointed one who have this unique experiences five things i don't have time to take all five so i will take one or two. Just one maybe. First, I'll just say it about First, you need to be thankful for the person of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, 18 says in everything give thanks to God. And there are specific things he says to give thanks. Number one, do not quench the Spirit. Unthankful people always quench the Holy Spirit. The first thing to be thankful is the Holy Spirit. Anything you, God gives you, you thank. What is the most important thing God has given you? The Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you get up and say, thank you, Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. It's not about an intellectual knowing. You have to know. You have to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. In Amen. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 1 says, Adam knew Eve. Not an intellect. Adam knew Eve with an intellect. Nothing happens. Adam knew Eve and then they gave birth to Cain and Abel. So it was the result of a knowing, a relationship, the fruit came. You want the fruit of the Holy Spirit to come from within you, into your life, there should be a knowing of the Holy Spirit. And then In that knowing you thank the Holy Spirit of God for example Matthew chapter 1 and 25 says Joseph did not know Mary till Jesus came which means Joseph did not had a relationship 124 almost 24 onwards Joseph being raised to sleep to the angel of the Lord and bidden him and took him to his wife and knew her not till she brought forth a firstborn and she called him Jesus. So Joseph knew her not. Amen. She didn't have any relationship. But how did Jesus come? Luke 135 says, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. She had a knowing with the Holy Spirit and the result was a unique experience. Huh? Praise God. An anointed Jesus came from within her. She had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. She said, Be it unto me according to thy will. See. And then she's singing a song, thanking and blessing the Lord. See, all these things going together. And what is the result? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The Word becoming flesh. So what you do you need to know because what do you need to do for the word to become flesh? We need to know the person of the Holy Spirit. So many p- people says knows Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. So many people, How many people know that. But are you experiencing it? When was the last time that you had an experience with the person of Christ? So many people know in their head Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. If you believe, you and your family shall be saved. Jesus, supply my needs. But no experience. Why? Some of us preach, but no experience. Why? Because we don't know the person of the Holy Spirit the word to become flesh the Holy Spirit has to put a shadow in within you on you Praise a lot you need to have an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God the shadow came in and Jesus was the result Oh, come on church too many people come to church and go without the experience of the change or the fruit Lots of word, no supernatural, no place for the Holy Ghost. They don't even give place for the Holy Spirit. They give more place to the devil. The greatest gap is not an intellectual gap or the emotional gap. The greatest gap in your life, even it is not generational gap, it is the spiritual gap. Have you noticed we cannot sometimes even relate with people? You have to actually crack some stupid jokes to get their attention. If you try to relate one-to-one in the spiritual level, you cannot. So you have to take two steps behind, say something about the stock market, say something about the Bollywood, say something about, you know, a couple of tequilas and wine to get their attention. See, actually go back to some fleshy things. Because there's such a gap. You have to always take steps behind. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has to come upon you and overshadow you again. Amen. So that the spiritual black gap to go. Amen. Hallelujah. And a different experience of God's power, blessing and miracles will come within you. I want you to know the person of the Holy Spirit. First thing to do is to thank the Spirit of God. In Acts of the Apostles, that's why I'm coming anointed when I'm finishing with this. Christ is used, a Christian is used in Acts chapter 11, 26. The Bible says the first time they were called Christians was in Antioch. The disciples were called Christians, not anybody. The disciples were called Christians. Who? His disciples. How many of you are a disciple unto God? Some people say I'm a full gospel. Some people say I'm independent. Some people say I'm born again. How many of you will tell people, who are you? I'm a Christian. The anointed one. That's what it means. It comes from the word Christos, which means the anointed one. I'm a Christian. Who are you? I'm a Christian. The anointed one. The olden days, you know, Malayalam, we call it nayapam. In English, we make ghee bread. You used to make bread with ghee. Very tasty. Today, people are using the useless oil, palm olive oil, or whatever, and making bread. And saying, This is ghee bread. Will it become ghee bread? Ghee illata bread. Bread which doesn't have ghee. So many people are like that. They are saying, I'm Christian, but no oil. No ghee. Chumma, Chumma Praise the Lord. That is why. Who are you? I am born again. We are not like you, traditions. We are born again. We hit our mothers. We belt our wives. If something challenges us, we will take them and sue them in the court. We are unforgiving, bitter. We are born again. Which church do you go to? The Petra. Please don't. No ghee on the bread. To my useless bread. When you say Christos, I am anointed one. Amen. It means hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That word means that I have the anointing over my life. I am like Christ, anointed. one no, Christian means like Christ in my behavior, in my words, in my actions. I am like Christ. Amen. And what happens when you are like Christ? Hallelujah, praise God. When you say, I'm the anointed one, hallelujah, there is an anointing that comes upon your life. And it reveals both. You need giftings in your life. The one who becomes a pastor will become a pastor. Evangelist, evangelist. Prophet, prophet. Teacher, teacher. It all happens under the anointing. Amen. The Lord. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to be like Christ. Anointed. Tell people that I'm a Christian. Be proud of it. Everybody is a pastor. Everybody is a prophet. Just because they shared the word. They are a pastor. They are in the council. They are deacons. Somebody said not deacons. Demons. That is not how you get into the Ephesians 4, 5-fold ministry. Under the anointing. Praise God. When you thank the Holy Spirit. Have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He anoints you. His overshadow come upon you. And the fruit will come. Your giftings will show forth. The first thing. Thank the Holy Spirit. I don't have time to tell. Number two is the Bible says, do not despise the prophecy. Prophetic word always gives the direction. I'm telling on behalf of Prima. She told me a testimony sometime back. I'd given a word. Of, 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 she reminded I don't remember. She said, I've given a word on her company in HP. They've given a word, but she forgot about the word or she did not choose to listen to that word at that time. She left HP. And went into a teaching job and she said she had just a negative cycle happening and things were not falling in place and she received that prophetic word, went back to the HP, got that job back, she became the manager now God is blessing her to move into the walk, travel across the nations of the world because, because it's all about the prophetic word prophecy, do not despise prophecy am I right Prima? Do not despise the prophetic word. In in uh, Bill Johnson's church in America, one of the respected pastors of the world, two people received a prophecy they're going to be missionaries to New Zealand. Both of them did not have even money to buy a ticket. The one person fasted and prayed somehow got some money, took a ticket to New Zealand. The other person did not know to battle it and pray it out and know, but he took the prophetic word, went and sat in the airport nobody is giving her a, tic- him a ticket is sitting there. prophetic word. he went into the bathroom, came back and he was in New Zealand <laughs> He came back he was in America, went into the bathroom, came out, he was in New Zealand. I am telling something that happened in Bill Johnson's church recently. Is it possible Pastor? Philip was taken to Asotus. It was miles away. Philip, when he came out, he was in Asotus. Prophetic word. Do not despise the prophecies. Thank the Lord for the prophecies. It gives you a direction in your life. thing to be thankful. Number one, thank for the Holy Spirit. Number two, thank for the prophetic words. The prophecies. Which is given through the appointed people over your life. Number three, the Bible says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Be thankful for the church. Be sensitive to each other. Cultivate. If you are the person who cultivates a love atmosphere, God will supernaturally bless your life. If you are the person who connects people, who cultivate a atmosphere of love in the church, making sure that every person who has not come, be the one to call them and encourage them. Cover the faults of the people and encourage them to be connected. If you are the one who cultivate that atmosphere, I will tell you, great will be your reward. Great will be your reward. So this morning, this is the church. Are you the anointed one? Are you the Christos? Are you the Christian? Christian means anointed one. Are you the Christos this evening? Let's close our eyes in prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This morning, be thankful the thought us be thankful this is the will of God Jesus is interested in you and he will anoint you with this supernatural anointings and miracles hallelujah thank the Holy Spirit of God hallelujah have the qualities thank the Holy Spirit thank the prophecies thank the church but other things to thank. Thank the grace of God. The Bible says there. Thank the calling of God. These are things we didn't take good time to thank, but these are the things to thank the Lord to get it activated in your life. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you warmth. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Have the qualities of the people in Thessalonica. Have the qualities. What were the qualities? They had a welcoming heart. Their welcoming ears. Their attitude was one of welcoming as the words of God, not spoken by some people, some person. They welcomed the men of God. They welcomed the second coming of Jesus. They welcomed. They welcomed obedience. Their body was submitted to God. It it did not go in wrong places. They welcomed it. We welcomed Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you welcome the Holy Spirit? you are that person who wants to have that thankful heart, who wants to want Jesus to be interested in your life. Where are the nine? Jesus did not go after the nine, but he went after that one. The anointed one.
1: He made him the anointed one. A disciple.